Welcome to the third episode of The Big Question, presented by Friends of Film, a podcast taking an in-depth look at a specific movie-related question. On this episode, we'll discuss if we are worried about Solo, a Star Wars story. As always, I'm your host, Cooper Hood, once again joined by a man whose most anticipated movie of the year is, you guessed it, Solo, Star Wars story, Josh Straley. I've had to like keep reminding myself that like even after all of the pits and the dark shadows that have been cast over this film that even when they did kick off two directors it's still helmed by ron howard and shepherded by lucasfilm and all the people there that are just so great uh but hey don't forget everyone you can get all the latest updates on our facebook page and twitter at friends and film and be sure to check out the rest of our shows that were our last two big questions on itunes stitcher and soundcloud and if you can, please leave us a review. It really, really helps us get discovered and other people, you know, learn about the show. Exactly. Um, and as you guys probably some guessed by Josh's intro, it doesn't sound like he's very worried about Solo Star Wars Story. But no. I, I may be. So a scale of one to ten. Scale, How oh, worried? Ooh. Um, well, what what does it mean? A ten being like it's going to be the worst movie. Ten is this will be. Like Rogue One, like Episode Eight, like you know they're going to execute everywhere. The story's going to make sense. You're going to feel like you're at a Star that's a, Wars. That's film. a ten. That's a ten. So if I'm worried about it, it'd be a one. If you're, if you think they should just abandon the project, not release it, don't tarnish Star Wars legacy, say one. Five. So it's a confidence level meter, not a worry meter. Oh yeah, it's a confidence level meter. How about that? Okay. Um, uh, I'll split. I'll, I'll go five. Okay. I'm and like, some days I'm like, you know what? This could work. Other days I'm like, this is a terrible idea. <laughs> sure. Okay. So I don't know. I don't know how you to You can feel. just be pulled either way depending exactly. on how the headlines, yeah. you know, give you whiplash. The, the headlines, the news, the looks, which we don't have any of. That's um, right. Really. I mean, there was a couple of weeks ago, there was this image that surfaced online from a Russian uh, marketing website that Disney came out and was like, oh, no, 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 that's not an official image. But then it was on official merchandise <laughs> for Solo. Mm-hmm. So it is, an, it is isn't maybe not being an official image of the movie, right. but it's an official accurate representation of what the movie's going to look like. Yeah, especially because the Falcon in that photo is being is popping up everywhere Yeah, I mean, la- I mean... The crisp uh, white T freighter. Yeah, Ooh. I mean, Childish Gambino has got the Lando hair. Alden is... Uh, looking solo-ish, we see half of Amelia Clark's face, and Chewie's looking younger than ever. Um, can you really tell Chewie's age though? I, I guess mean, some gray streaks in the hair. Yeah, maybe? I mean, you can also tell. I mean, that like he looks a little nicer now than he did. It's true. Thirty years ago <laughs> okay. in the original trilogy, you know. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but I, I think that's coupled with we have yet to get it, that trailer. Um, and we got an official synopsis this week for the movie, finally. Um, so we can talk about that. But I thought it was just a good opportunity to uh, kind of go back and look at Solo. We haven't talked about it in a while on the podcast. Uh, in a couple episodes, I don't think we've talked about it in like 10 episodes. Mm. Oh, that's so that's like quite a two, time. almost three months. Um, so it felt like a right time, probably with a trailer coming the next two weeks at the latest. I mean, if it... If it's two weeks from now, we don't have a trailer for Solo, then I'm just going to be like, are they even going to do a trailer? <laughs> I mean, you've got to raise a bunch of different questions at that point. But I think if we have to answer the question, 
the big question this week of are we worried about Solo, a Star Wars story? I would say kind of, but I think that's just because of the lack of information that we really have about this movie. And a lot of my worries about it, I think, come from knowing about the production history and all that stuff of losing Lord and Miller, having Ron Howard reshoot 80 to 90% of the movie, according to rumors, um, and then now going back into reshoots or pickups or whatever you want to call it to finish his edit. Um, Knowing all that stuff, the reports that, oh, Aaron Reich can't act. Uh, he's not pulling off the solo thing, which uh, yeah, I don't know if I totally believe that. I, that's, that's I probably like, don't. That's, that's just so unfair. I mean, I don't mean to take over no, real quick, fine. but come on. I mean, <laughs> I don't know what like that's even being based on. Yeah, who's who's getting the dailies? They're throwing that out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, it could be the guy holding the boom mic. I don't know. You know right. who's spitting that out there? But I don't know. Come on now. Yeah. So like, I just think there's a lot of. Um, information on this movie that's not official information it's all rumors and conjecture and he says she said Um, but Disney and Lucasfilm haven't really ever come out and said no or given us anything to base um, a change of confidence on you know it's all just been here here are these rumors we're not going to show anything official Mm -hmm. and this movie comes out in three months if you had to say there was the, what's the most troubling thing outside of director switch from Howard to, or from Lord Miller to Howard? I think the most troubling thing for me is just constantly going back to that question of, do we need this movie? But also is the movie going to provide us with anything that's actually going to build upon um, and help further grow and enrich the Star Wars universe, because if you look at the synopsis, I mean, it doesn't read like much of anything that's going to shock the world. No, it's I'll, I'll read it yeah, for please. you guys if you haven't if you guys haven't heard it already. But it's um, board the Millennium Falcon and journey to a galaxy far, far away in Solo, a Star Wars story, an all new adventure with the most beloved scoundrel in the galaxy. Through a series of daring escapades deep within a dark and dangerous criminal underworld, Han Solo meets his mighty future co-pilot Chewbacca and encounters the notorious gambler Lando Calrissian in a journey that will set the course for one of the Star Wars' saga's most unlikely heroes. That... Crickets. (laughs) Yeah. that, That is the definition of what Solo is already pre-established to be. Right. And I think that's just... The problem and the worry that I have, I guess, is not that this movie is going to be terrible and ruin Solo. But that it'll be generic? But that'll just be generic and not add anything. You know, Rogue One adds something. When I go back and rewatch um, the original trilogy, it's like, oh, Rebels have stolen Death Star Planets. It's like, I know, it was Jenny Cassie. I just watched that movie a couple <laughs> days ago. Okay. And it's like, that's cool. But, like, what is this movie going to add that, like, in, in watching other movies, it's like, oh, or how is this movie going to further show who Han Solo is better than how the original trilogy portrayed him to be? You know, like, do I need to see how he meets Chewie? Fair no. enough. Yeah. Do I need to see how he meets Lando? No. Do I need to see the Kessel run, how he wins the Falcon? All the stuff we've heard about, it's just... 
all of these story elements don't add anything new to the character. Maybe there are a bunch of surprises and still in store, but it's just like, uh, what are you, what are you, what are you offering me here? Star Wars, you know, it doesn't seem like much. That's a really good point. Uh, and I'll admit that I do feel that way about the movie, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's a Star Wars movie written by the grand master of writing Star Wars movies himself, Lawrence Kasdan. Uh, John's there too. Doing <laughs> gosh knows what, but then it's also directed by Ron Howard. And I have lately, I've been like Ron Howard, the guy who did the heart of the sea, the guy who did Inferno and angels and demons right. and the other the Da Vinci code, da Vinci code. But then I'm like, Ron Howard, the guy who did Apollo 13, Rush, yeah, and a movie that I'm forgetting, you know, Splash, Splash, um, A Beautiful Mind, yeah. The guy has talent, and I've noticed that when he's got a great script and a great lead, which I think Alden Einreich is, coupled with Amelia Clark, Woody Harrelson, Donald Glover, Childish Gambino, mm-hmm. however you. Choose to identify with him, um, as well as you know the lovable Chewbacca, who you know you're coming. Depending on how we meet him and things Mm -hmm. like that, will be super cool. And then it's taking place in a galaxy far, far away, with Bradford Young behind the camera or around the camera, near the camera, help directing the camera. Who I am so high on off of uh, his last film, Arrival. the, even with Lord and Miller leaving the film, what what they took with them was probably a lot, a huge spirit of adventure, I guess, I suppose. I mean, or at least the comedic aspects of one, of a buddy cop comedy a la 2120 Jump Street. But don't forget, Lawrence Kasdan wrote Raiders of the Lost Ark. He's got credits on some of the other Indiana Jones scripts. Um, so the dude knows Han Solo. He knows the Harrison Ford type, if mm-hmm. you will. The th- I think the movie's going to be okay. And I think that's why Lord Miller had to go. Hate to see it happen. But Ron Howard knows how to execute. I mean, he's an Oscar winner for right. a reason. Uh, and, you know, John Williams is back to give Han a score. John Powell is... Mm-hmm. Um, he's doing the actual... The whole he's, score. Yes. William's doing the theme. Exactly. He's going to get the ebbs and flow. William's going to contribute something mm-hmm. that, you know, is his, his last, it's one of the missing pieces of his, his Star Wars work. Yeah. And I think it will add a lot. Now, listen, part of Star Wars has been, what the heck is going on? Who cares? Get on the Falcon. Let's go. Type of an attitude to the movies. That's why those time jumps, you know, in some of the trilogies are kind of essential in some ways because mm-hmm. it's kind of like i don't know what had happened but all i know is the adventure's going forward that's why when we just pick up on hoth it's like i don't know what han's been doing but he's clearly not happy and the falcon's a piece of junk and etc 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 so when you do fill out the past of han solo chewy lando um and anyone else that's going to make a cameo it is going to hurt the character maybe hurt the characters a little bit or take away something but don't forget, we've got the OGs doing this, and they can easily do the same thing as well. I mean, we can get a Han Solo that's different but the same in a lot of ways, pre-cynical Han Solo, 
and then we can see what you know put him on that path like the synopsis says but i agree synopsis is a piece of junk mm-hmm. it's the no duh you yeah know. it reads like uh the back of a, like a toy or like a, a lego set like, or a kid here. book yeah. yeah chewy in the porks or something exactly. like that um but there is greatness all over this movie but it did have one big deal where it was like oh we trusted it to two people who whose work ethic was out of the norm for somebody like Kathleen Kennedy and Lucasfilm who have just, who have been used to prolific directors and screenwriters, uh, you know, in every, every opportunity. So, mm-hmm. I mean, cause like Kathleen Kennedy is, is like best friends with Spielberg and is right. produced like on everything, like 80% of like, you know, the films he's touched. So right. there's, there's an expectation there. And I think I got caught up in the back and forth, and especially having an attachment to Lord and Miller's mm-hmm. 2122 Jump Street, the Lego movie. So, also good. Yeah, exactly. That it's like, oh, I'd love to see that. But at the same time, Einreich and Donald Glover together doing Han and Lando stuff is the buddy movie that I would love to see with Chewie, you know, there too, and mm-hmm. everybody else. So, when you think about, when I think about that, and when you think about it, you got to remember the pros are all over this movie. And, and while it may not be necessary, I'll concede mm-hmm. that. I don't, I don't have a worry anymore, especially now that I know that Howard is doing pickup shots for his mm-hmm. reshoots. That is, I mean, that, that means that's, they've got it focused and honed in and they're ready to go for it. But you don't seem convinced I I I mean what, I think are there I, holes in what I'm saying? No, no. Or? I think I think you're making I think you're making good points. I'm just curious of. I guess I I, I agree. Like yeah, it has a has a really good cast. Ron Howard is a good director. Like, I don't want to take anything away from him. Um, but I think for a lot of people, including myself, when you think of a a buddy movie mm-hmm. for Han and Lando and Chewie. Who's the better fit, Lord of Miller or Ron Howard? Ron Howard is probably the better director, in all honesty. Like, you mentioned his, his filmography. It's great. He's, like, Rush was one of my favorite movies of 2013, whatever year that came out. Like, it is excellent. Apollo 13, great. Um, but then, like, you know, he's also, you know, he made the Da Vinci Code trilogy. That's just, like, not good. Yeah, very bland. Um, it's it's subpar. It's it's lifeless, um, and it's like well, it's like well, which which Ron are we gonna get? You know, like yeah. I think I think with Lord of Miller, you know, the tone you're gonna get, and that's the thing I still don't know. Like, is this the buddy cop jokey movie where it's it's Han and Lando rubbing elbows and cracking jokes the whole time, or mm-hmm. is it like Han? Is it, or is it really just Han's story where he eventually meets Chewie and then he eventually meets Lando? Yeah. Or are they actually with him the whole time? And if I think the it really focusing on Solo and his journey, I think that fits Ron Howard's strengths better of mm-hmm. just focusing on one character, um, not having to worry about the interplay and the, the fun buddy nature of it all. Um but it almost seems like your confidence in it comes more from Kasdan being involved 
yeah. as well as the Lucas machine or the Lucasfilm machine out instead of Howard being the one shepherding it. So I think the, the question I have is just what do you think Howard's take on this movie is now? Because you have we have to – I said this a couple months ago, but I still haven't really done it – shift our expectations of what this movie is going to be because it is – going to be Ron Howard's movie. It's not going to be a, oh, is this Zack Snyder's movie or is this Joss Whedon's movie? Yeah, okay. It's not going to be a, oh, is this Phil Lord and Chris Miller scene or is this Ron Howard scene? It's going to be mainly all Ron Howard. So what does that give us in terms of a Star Wars movie? That's what I don't know. Yeah. And I think that's very fair. And But also, we need to remember too, we've seen nothing of this movie. Yeah, but why not? Not a single shot. But mainly because of its production, but issues. even even if it's in re- doing small reshoots now, mm-hmm. they've had enough footage for a long time to put something together, right? To give a cast photo in costumes, that's an official still. You know, we got that first look at Rogue One a year in advance. The only official look we've gotten on Han Solo is the shot of the cast and Lord and Miller in the cockpit. Yeah. Nothing else. Why not? I think it's mainly because they didn't want to step on The Last Jedi. But The Last Jedi's out. It's gone. Yeah, right. And it's just about... It's gently fading from theaters, I think. like Yeah, it lost a thousand screens last week yep. in the U.S. It's already out of theaters in China after like right, two which weeks. Which is a different reason entirely. Right. But yeah, still, it's, it's finally... It's, it's in the zeitgeist. Now it's gone. Yeah, it's been out for almost two months. And I think come Super month. Bowl. Yeah. Come Super Bowl time. It is. That's going to be where it kicks up. Where the, you know, the Falcons get to jump into light speed mm-hmm. for marketing, for um, spreads. Because like, as far as we know, Vanity Fair and Annie Leibovitz have been sitting on cast photos of Einreich, Glover, and the whole cast and crew. Uh, done profiles and all sorts of things, and they're just Maybe, ready to release. But like, when did when did those happen? Did those happen in the Lord and Miller days? Because if they did, did character looks change? Did uh, story beats change? Because if they were, if Lord and Miller were veering from the script, and Vanity Fair comes on to ask, "Oh, what? So what? What are you? What's what's Lando's arcs movie? Oh, it's this, this, and this." And then yeah. it's like that's actually not the case at all, right? You know. He spends half the movie smoking space spice and, <laughs> you know, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know um, uh, if that would play a huge part, though. I mean, because I'm sure during reshoots or at least the final um, the final run in 2017, they had returns of cast and crew or not cast and crew, but all sorts of people doing these magazine spreads. And that's probably where the story of how this all went down is actually going to be written. And I think when they do get that out there, all of that, you know, tonal changes and shifts and things like that, it's going to be like, it's going to be painted in a different light other than just murmurs and rumors and Mm -hmm. gossip from around the set. And I'm not trying to like shill for Kathleen Kennedy or, you know, Lucas or like this movie because, you know, I want Star Wars to succeed because I love it so much. But, I mean, like, I think we, 
we talked about last week the Snyder cut and kind of like yes. you kind of came down on the we don't need to see this. Yeah. Because that's not how movies work. And this is just a late stage, much more dramatic, albeit, way of that. You know, the of film completing that, the, the cut of, yeah, of completing the cut, the, what Lord and Miller were doing. Kathleen wasn't a fan of and they weren't a fan of what they what she was telling them to do or what the studio wanted. So Ron Howard shows up. I mean, no one really said that the Justice League marketing was terrible. The trailers were what they were. They were, were. Yeah. yeah. But no one's like, oh, how are they going to do the spreads? How are they going to... But, but we, we, had, is, we had a trailer for Justice League almost a year out. Right. But that, that, I mean, that was a hype machine and sort of things like that. This is sliding in right at the end of Juggernaut Star Wars film. Mm-hmm. So I just, I think it's, apples and oranges maybe but i mean like in some ways but like Mar- but in other marvel ways, promotes like, three movies at a time now yes. mainly and it's not like oh well we can't show the black panther trailer because they people may think it's scenes from infinity war like it's 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 completely different with star wars yeah but it's also most people are smart enough to know oh okay so that's solo right he died in episode seven. Mm-hmm. This isn't Harrison Ford. This is somebody else. This is a prequel. You can you can piece that together. Like I think people like, you know, my dad or my mom, can figure that out without being like, wait, isn't th- is this for episode eight? Right. Okay. Fair enough. But I do think they're waiting for the Super Bowl. I don't think it's because. Everyone's running around with their chicken, like, you know, like a yeah, chicken their with their head cut, cut off. off. Like, how do we make a trailer, <laughs> you know, for this that, you know, lets old people know that, you know, I don't think that. I just think it's a patience thing. Really do. And, I mean, that, I mean, I think that's really as far as I can take that. So, like, when it kicks in then, like, if it's if it's a patience thing, if it is them kind of thinking, this is solo, we don't need it to be a one and a half billion dollar movie. Right. We don't need it to do X, Y, and Z. Are they still going to put on that huge marketing blitz? That's the question. That's the other question I have. Because if they're going to wait this long to do a trailer, I don't want to see a new trailer for Han Solo every three weeks. You know. I don't think you will. Or every four. First, you know? a full trailer in February. Yeah, and then we get a second. Like, do we get a second trailer mid March and then another one in May? Like, that's pretty quick, including cast interviews, TV spots, Empire spread, EW spread, Vanity Fair spread, total film covers, um, mm-hmm. all of that stuff. Of course. I mean, EW does, like, two different spreads for Star Wars, typically. Yeah, and then it's the Empire get the OG photos mm-hmm. or the first look photos, and they, if they follow the formula for the last three films. Right. So, I think that, I mean, like... It doesn't cost them anything for EW and Vanity Fair and all Empire to show up and ask questions other than time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, factoring in a huge marketing blitz for that, it's just like, no, that's, that's free press, really. I mean, because they're desperate to get those photos, those exclusive looks, and um, in a lot of ways, you know, suck up to... <laughs> right. Suck up to Lucasfilm to get those. So... That's all good. That's all. That's all going to come out fine. And like, and kind of like you said, like 
February, March, April, May. Four months to uh, sell a movie with a built-in audience that's probably somewhere near 300 million global opening weekend. Um, It's going to do well. But it won't be like the billion dollar film. And I think Lucasfilm knows that. They said as much that they weren't expecting The Last Jedi to do two billion. Mm-hmm. They thought that was like that. They were they were so, so delighted. That makes sense. Right. That it made up half of what they spent on the you know, the franchise. So I think we're treating this movie like an episode when it really should be treated like just some kind of $150 million action movie. But it's it's not a mid dollar action movie. Exactly. It's That's a Star Wars movie. Well, n- yes, but it also reportedly has doubled its budget throughout production mm-hmm. because of Ron Howard reshooting so much of the movie. Right. So, again, like, unless Disney's like, all right, we're going to lose money on this. Why are they waiting so long? That's that's what I just don't get. I feel like the sooner they would have promoted this movie, the better it would be for them. But you don't want overlap with episode eight. Okay, but how? I mean, like, what if they would have released a trailer, the you know New Year's Day? Mm-hmm. That's two weeks, two and a half weeks after last shot. Is that too? Is that really too soon? Yeah. Why? Because you're still selling the Last Jedi. It's all, it's it's and, not it's not even number one at the box office by that point. And it's not like successive. Like they're not successive films. This is taking us back. Yeah. So you need to let episode eight fade fade out and then come back in and say, Hey, we got this movie that's happening sixty years ago. And you should delay it. You should delay it. If that if, if that if that's their if that's their mindset of like, well, we can't promote it because it's too close to episode eight, then why are you putting it in May to begin with? I don't know why they're putting it to May. That's the thing that actually really does confuse me a lot. Because that's that's the other thing. And now, like we talked about last week, Deadpool moved Deadpool two moved up to go in front of Solo. Yeah, to swerve out of its way, which is not it, that may do that may be better for Solo's second weekend, but you can't tell me that it's better for Solo to open against Deadpool's second weekend than for Solo to open without any competition. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know that that I have no idea about that, especially because November is packed, and the only thing that Disney really has in December is Mary Poppins. Is Mary Poppins? So it's almost like they're like, "What are people going to go see? But Mary like, Poppins or Star Wars?" Like, well, I think they would, they wouldn't put both of those there. They right. would move Mary Poppins if they decided to delay it, but they're not because this the synopsis that said. Coming out May twenty fifth, twenty eighteen, twenty fourth, whatever. Yeah, it's coming in May, May in late May. But like, if you need to put more space, if you're worried about that between Last Jedi and Solo, especially now that Last Jedi is a super controversial film, <laughs> like why not delay it till August, where literally nothing ever comes out? You can put Solo there, even if it's. Uh, middle of the road movie potentially that's gonna wipe the floor with whatever d-list action movie and g-list horror movie that comes out in august you know it's true 
that's it just, it just seems i don't know like all of the factors the factor of no marketing keeping it in may um you know the everything that's happened behind the scenes it just seems like i again disney hasn't given me a reason to be confident that this, in this movie because they're looks like almost they're hiding it in a sense but you wouldn't want to hide a four hundred million dollar film if the, you know the, or yeah, you wouldn't want to hide that though. So like that's the thing too. It's just, it, I I literally think it's just a novel marketing strategy, maybe a little bit overconfident with their built in fan base. Maybe. But they're gonna get they're gonna get their money back easily. I don't think we'll have to watch it claw to get across five hundred million dollars. And yeah, I I think that the director controversy will just be small potatoes by the time the movie's out it will because like you know my parents you know my grandparents the average joe on the street has no idea that phil lord and chris miller ever directed this movie right good point and they're not gonna they're, they're <laughs> yeah. gonna they're gonna see the movie and be like oh, okay ron howard directed this movie and it's not gonna matter if your grandma is like i thought phil lord and chris miller right. 21 and 22 jump street were like, oh, doing this i want to meet your grandma right it's like oh did <laughs> she you, sounds like, awesome did you read my article or something or what <laughs> yeah. like it's just not no that... i watched the movies oh, oh, oh well, that's surprising okay. yeah you know I, I, I have variety's news alerts turned on like, <laughs> okay that's weird but like it's just i don't know um i do think though like i mentioned like i have reason like i don't th- my me being worried about it is not an indication i think this movie is going to suck or be worse than the prequels or something i think it's going to be a good movie but i just don't think it's going to be the best movie that it could be yeah okay not yeah not, not necessarily oh it's not gonna be the best movie ever like, right that's just unrealistic expectations yeah. to ever put on any movie um but if there is one thing that like has helped turn me a little bit, it's just this w- this past week I watched Beautiful Creatures on Netflix. Oh, okay. All yeah. the Aaron Reich's, uh movie, and it's just like you see how charming that guy is. Like you know, mm-hmm. I, I've seen Hail Caesar, but like that was right. over a year ago, and you know I, I haven't rewatched it because like why? Mm-hmm. Um, but like you see him in that movie and if he can he's just so effortless effortless effortlessly charming yeah that like i i can see why he would succeed as solo but again that is me assuming that where instead i feel like at this point i should be able to have somewhat of an indication of whether or not he's going to actually be able to deliver mm-hmm. whether yeah. it's just the image where yeah he looks like he looks like Han Solo. Oh, that yeah, image, sure. Um, but does he walk and talk and right. move like Solo? What that's a, the question. Yeah, and, like, and that's kind of the thing, too, that is almost infuri- is gnawing at me and somewhat infuriating that I don't know yet. What is Lucasfilm's vision of a young Han Solo? Right. Is he earnest? Has he always been like that type of, you know, pull my hair out? Not pull my hair out, but... No, yeah, Empire Strikes Back, he's pulling his hair yeah. out a lot, basically half that movie, you know? Has he always been like that? How does he build his confidence? Is he like a, you know, a Danny Ocean, con man-like type mm-hmm. of a guy? Or is he more like, you know, uh, not Lawrence, but Matt Damon's character from that, oh, yeah, one of those yeah. films? I oh, Gosh, I can't think of his name. It may be, I think it is Lawrence. It's not, uh, no, it's something very, 
um, very shy, like, but whatever the case is. But yeah, I mean, I just, I think once we get our first look at him doing something Han Solo-esque, mm-hmm. that'll be the, oh, they're doomed or the, they're going to be rich type of right. reaction. Yeah, And I think, it, I think it really does, is going to live and die by that. Because like you said, I don't think The Last Jedi's controversy will be a big deal or should make anyone worry about this movie because this is what the people who didn't like The Last Jedi are going to love. But it's nostalgia, Star Wars. Maybe, but did the people who didn't like The Last Jedi be like, nope, no more Star Wars. Original trilogy only for me. Or mm-hmm. are they going to give them another chance? Yeah, they'll give him another chance. I mean, some dude somewhere in his mom's basement cut together a forty-six-minute ridiculous. Yeah, you, uh, the the, the, mis- woman, the, the misogyny female. cut. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, like, he definitely had the, such an visceral emotional attachment to Star Wars that he felt the need to correct it. Yeah, um, I guess correct it in his way, right. not actually correct it. Right? Yes, yeah. exactly. In his own de- demented way. Yes, um, not endorsing it. No, I'm just saying he. Not. Definitely had a reaction where he felt he needed to save it. He needed to do something. Yeah. Ridiculous. Dramatic eye roll. Insert here. Um, So I think that this movie will kind of be like the salve on the wounds that The Last Jedi opened up for some people. You saw Luke Skywalker, your favorite person ever, in a cynical light. Mm -hmm. Oh, but here's Han Solo in in the way you always knew and loved him. Maybe, or is he a happy-go-lucky guy to start, right. and then something happens in Solo is what makes him kind of have that harsher outlook and like want to be a scoundrel. Yeah. Maybe. But either like, way, familiarity is back. Yeah, from, potentially. Yeah, so I, I think that, I think once we see him, we'll know, and once we know, we'll be able to say officially or unofficially, oh boy. Right. What's going to happen. Which, like... You know, th- yeah, like this could be a conversation we had two weeks too early because maybe in, you know, two weeks when the trailer comes out, it's like, oh, nothing to worry about here. Right. Looks good. Yeah. Or the trailer comes out and it's it's fart jokes. And it's, <laughs> yeah. it's just like, oh, my. It's like, you know, uh, <laughs> Han can't talk to anybody. He's nervous and shy and mm-hmm. he's just like a stuttering little boy. And you're like, yeah. oh, no, no. Play- <laughs> oh, oh, they've ruined him. <laughs> it plays like a like an indie teen comedy coming right. of age story. <laughs> What? Yeah. And like Dear and, and diary. Then, and then we have to do this all over again because then Josh is totally worried yeah. about the movie. Um <laughs> crying, throwing things. But I think that's I think that's just the thing. You know, I think we wanted to have this conversation before we got our first look because I think it's it's uh I think it's a more interesting conversation to have before we see the trailer. Unfortunately I, I didn't think we'd have to wait this <laughs> I didn't think we'd have time to get to this conversation before we'd seen it. Um but that's just again how Lucasfilm decided to play this. So, I yeah, I mean, I am worried about the movie, not in a quality perspective necessarily, more of just of a um, general sense. Just like I just have a worried feeling yeah, about okay. this movie. Like it's sure. just, I it's maybe un, maybe it's more uneasiness instead of worriness. Um, but then you don't seem worried. Their stunning silence isn't reassuring. And okay, that's a very interesting stance. Oh no, well, I'm just oh, I'm trying to like pick up where you're at. Oh okay. Is that where you're saying like just the 
the absolute mums the word about this. That's why I'm worried about yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Because it's just like, yeah. if if this was a movie that you're proud of and think it's the best thing ever, you'd be rocking it out there. And instead, it's like, oh, no, that's not a image from our movie. No, 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 no. All right. It's like, but it actually is. Yeah. Do you not like it? <laughs> right. what's, what's the deal? Yeah. They shouldn't have commented on that. That was the dumbest thing for them to do. But yeah. And like, yeah, like you were starting to say, though, I, I, I just know it's in the hands of pros and I've not been steered wrong by them yet. Yeah. So, uh, let us know what you guys think. If you guys are worried about solo Star Wars story or not. Um, and then if you are, let us know why, if you're not, let us know why, because we just like to know. Um, and you know, you can send those into the main Twitter account at friends of film, comment on Facebook, whatever. Um, we also have our episode out. Uh, we reviewed Itania, talked about some DC news, some Marvel news. If you guys haven't listened to that yet, absolutely check that out. And then we'll be back uh, next week with another review of Maze Runner The Death Cure, plus another edition of The Big Question. If you guys have any suggestions for what we should talk about, absolutely send them in, whether it's Marvel, DC, Star Wars, sure. But if it's just like, you know, other random questions i think next week we'll probably do one about the oscars because oscar nominations will be out by the time you guys hear this so um we'll probably break down those the snubs the the early contenders favorites all that sort of stuff um and kind of talk about that but absolutely send in your suggestions and we can keep those on file somewhere yes. secret and uh mine i write those, them all down yeah mine those up for later episodes when we don't have any ideas um but that's all we have for this episode. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, share, retweet, and more. Plus, head over to iTunes and give us a five-star review with comments. Um, you can find me personally on Twitter at MovieCooper and Coops underscore Hoops. And you can get at me, Josh, at just Joshua Ryan. Thanks again for tuning in to the Friends of Podcast. Josh. See you later, everyone. And be sure to turn next week for our review of Major on the Death Cure and the future edition of The Big Question.